the lights darken. Nervous laughter fills the room as a group of friends sit around a small coffee table where a strange looking board covered with numbers and the alphabet lies in between unsuspecting users. As they place their hands on the triangle planchette with the round viewing hole, they cast a quick glance at one another, trying to decide silently who is going to ask the first question as they begin their journey through myths and mystery. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. People in Alert Bay say they've been hearing strange screams and howls from the forest at night. The first thing I saw were the eyes and what I thought maybe were teeth. Ouija board has had a long and complicated history with its links to the occult and mysticism. Planchette writing dates all the way back to the Song Dynasty of China in 1100 AD and became a central practice of the Quanzhen school of mystic Taoism until it was forbidden by the Qing Dynasty. China wasn't the only country to use planchette writing as ancient India, medieval Europe, even Greece used forms of this technique to define wisdom from the dead. But it wasn't until the 19th century as spiritualism peaked that the Ouija board was created and commercialized. Writing boards themselves date back to 540 BC in Greece. Religious practitioners claim there are no good spirits that talk through Ouija boards, only demonic entities trying to cross over the ethereal planes to possess, tempt, and corrupt unsuspecting victims. Harry Houdini wrote back in 1924 that five people in Corito, California were driven insane because of their dealings with a Ouija board. Parapsychologist Martin Eben wrote, it all may start harmlessly enough, perhaps with a Ouija board, which will bring startling information, establishing credibility or identifying itself as someone who is dead. It is common that people, as having been chosen for a special task, he continues, quite often the Ouija turns vulgar, abusive or threatening. It grows demanding and hostile, and sitters may find themselves using the board compulsively as if possessed by a spirit or hearing voices that control or command them. There are many stories of people's strange experiences with Ouija boards. I sat down with a couple of friends who had strange stories of their own. Take a listen. All right, Heather, so let's talk about your stories, your ghost stories. Oh, what do you I've, got? I've got several. I've got like good ones, and then I got an evil story. All I right, mean, we, like, I've, I've experienced with the good spirits, and I have experienced some evil bad spirits. Let's talk about um, them both then. Let's do both of them. Okay, we'll talk about the good spirits first, because that's how it all started. It, I guess I was around 14, and my mom was so into all the ghost stories and stuff, so growing up, I was like, Mom, why are you so into it? And she's like, Oh, I believe. I believe there's spirits or something. There. Well, it all started, we had lived in this house, hadn't been there very long, and we had just gotten like a new, um, it was a camera and it had the floppy disk in it, you know, and, and so we had taken, my brother was taking pictures, and we had looked at one of the pictures, and it had these orbs in it, and we were like, wow, what are those, you know? 
Well, then he blew up one, and it looked like a screaming lady's face inside one of the orbs. Oh, wow. And I was like, no, no. So he started just taking pictures in the house. Well, there ended up being more. And in one of my, one of the pictures in my bedroom, in a mirror in the corner, it looked like this creature with horns. And I mean, like, it was like something you would almost draw, like in a cartoon thing. But it was the evilest looking thing. And it just stayed right there. And then he took another picture. It's gone. So that's when we first started thinking, oh, there's something going on in the house. Well, my grandmother had passed before we moved in this house, and I was so close to her. Well, one night, in the middle of the night, I just, something woke me up, and when I opened my eyes, my grandmother literally was at the foot of my bed, glowing, and she looked young. I mean, like, I don't remember her that young. I mean, but she was beautiful, never said a word, but it was like I could hear her. Yeah. speaking to me. I knew what she was saying without actually speaking. She was speaking and all she said was Heather, don't worry. You're going to be okay. Well, I was like, oh my gosh, because I had thrown the cover over my head when I saw her, you know, and I'm listening to her talk to me. I'm like, what is she talking about? Is something bad fixing to happen to me? Am I, am I going to experience something? So I throw the cover down and she was still there. She's just looking at me. So then I threw the cover back over my head, and then I waited, and then I looked, and she was gone, and I ran to my mom. I said, Mom, I said, Mama was here. She said, what? So she comes to my bedroom and sits there, like, uh, all night waiting for her to come back. <laughs> so then it was about a week later, and the same thing happened. This time it looked like she was, she was over near a window, and it looked like she was sitting in a chair. There wasn't a chair there, but she was actually, like, in the sitting motion and she told me again Heather and this time I watched her I wasn't scared this time I was ready for her. and she just kept saying Heather don't worry everything will be okay okay well that was the last time I saw her well then things started happening in the house we had like some candles out for Christmas and it's kind of you have to put the batteries in oh yeah uh, no batteries in in them and some of them would come on. Oh, wow. Yes, on the mantel. I'd look, and it's like, Mom, uh, there's no battery in there. She goes, I know it. And we just <laughs> sit there. So then that made us get the Ouija board. We went, uh -oh. and we got the Ouija board. My mom was so into it. My brother kind of got into it. So we said, we're going to do this. And my dad's like, y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. And it's like, yeah. We are. We are. So we pull out the Ouija board one night, and we're sitting there. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of people will say, oh, you just move it as you want to. But I'm telling you, there is a force to be reckoned with. And I never would have believed all of this if it did not happen to me. If somebody told me this, I may not believe them. And so we started talking on the Ouija board, and there was a little kid. It was a boy who came out, and he was talking to us and it said something about his sister sister um uh and it was something about the father did something to the sister it was crazy it was like kill sister killed my dad or so it, it was some crazy and then all of a sudden we said goodbye spirit and we got done my brother he just said okay i'm done with this 
I'm done with this. We're not playing this game. Heather, did you do that? No, I didn't do it. Did you? And I said, Mom, you scared us. No. Well, then to come to find out, the people who lived there before us, with he was a Catholic priest. So then I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, the priest was here. Something happened with that priest here. But things like that, like the lights and would like the ceiling fan lights would come on and off. And so that wasn't as scary to us, those kinds of things. It was more like, oh. Did you ever find out what that was in no. there? No. No. And I have, I tried, because my mom even tried looking up like in our area to see if anything had happened. And we couldn't find anything because it was like, oh my gosh, something had to have happened. Yeah. And um, so my grandmother was there in that house. Well, not long after that, I moved to Martin, Tennessee. I went to UT Martin and I said, well, maybe my grandmother was telling me, you know, hey, I'm gonna go with you. You're gonna be fine with this travel in life. You know, you're gonna go on and do things. Oh, was I wrong? Was I wrong? I um, rented a little condo there in Martin on Baker Road and it was the cutest little condo and it had been empty for a while and <laughs> now I know why <laughs> oh, I know why well my mom would come stay with me some on um, a couple weeks you know she'd come here and there but she was there one night and uh, we were upstairs the bedrooms were upstairs and we were laying in bed and I all of a sudden, against the wall, straight down, was my den. And um, we kept hearing this noise, like, boom, boom, boom. I mean, it was just in perfect sequence, you know. But I said, Mom, what is that? And I kept thinking, maybe it was the guy next door or something, you know. But I said, no, that's coming from downstairs. And I said, Mom, we got to go look. She goes, but Heather, what if somebody's in here? I said, well, they're just going to get us, I said, but i got to go see what that is. So we went down the steps. My mom's, like, right on me, like, on my shoulders. And we go, and there's, like, the light would come in through, like, the window from the lights around the complex place. And um, I had a rocking chair next to the wall, and that thing was rocking the rocking chair was going and you, all I could see it looked I thought somebody was sitting in it it was a dark shadow there was no light about it it was it looked like a dark shadow sitting there and it was just rocking and that rocking chair was hitting the wall I turned around I said go mom <laughs> and she was crawling like a, a spider monkey or something up the stairs and I got so tickled her but I said go go we got in the bedroom we shut the door I said oh my god what was that she goes, I don't know, but it's not good. I said, no, Mom, it's not good. Well, I had a little wicker dresser in my bedroom, and I had pictures galore, like photo frames. And at the back, I had um, a poster of James Dean. And oh, I love James Dean. But it was a framed poster, but it was at the back. And I'm talking about if you touched one photo because of the ridges and the wicker, they were all going down. You know, you touch one, it's like dominoes. There's no oh, way to, yeah. to do anything. Well, we went to sleep. We finally got to sleep after <laughs> many hours of freaking out. And um, we woke up the next morning, and my James Dean poster was upside down 
upside down, perfectly. Oh, wow. No other pictures were moved. Because I looked at my mom, I said, Mom, did you do that? She goes, now how am I going to get up? Why would I get up? And I said, none of the pictures moved. Because I went and put it back. And when I did, pictures, the photos started falling. Because, as I said, I had so many of yeah. them. I'm like, okay, this this is bad. This is bad, Mom. What am I going to do? Well, she went home. And then it was about a week later. And I didn't have a gun with me and because I told my dad I was scared because when I moved out on my own, he's like, you need this gun? I said, no. So he gave me a police billy club and I slept with it <laughs> beside my bed waiting, you know, oh, I'm just going to swing and hopefully I can knock your head off or something. But I was asleep and um, I was laying there and all of a sudden, and I was on my stomach, I think. Yeah, because I had my hand up under the pillow and I felt the bed like somebody sitting on the bed. The hairs on my arms and body, and you know when you feel somebody like on your neck and you just crunch and you kind of bend your back forward and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, what is that? I had that feeling and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's fixing to attack me. Somebody, can, I grabbed, I had my hand on the billy club. It was right there beside the bed. And I'm like, okay, Heather, on the count of three, you're just gonna have to do it because the bed, and. and the sensation was increasing, so I grabbed it, and I kind of swung around, and when I did, there was nothing there, nothing there, and I said, oh my gosh. Well, come to find out about this place, yeah, somebody was killed. <laughs> Yeah, what'd you tell like, the landlord? They were like thrown out of the window and stuff up there. Oh, I mean, like it grief. was it was crazy. So that's why it was empty, I'm sure, because here I am, somebody not from the area. Oh yeah. Well, Let's we got a sucker right now her. coming in. Let's rent it to her. But that was the most evil feeling place. And then I think also there may have been like because it was a lot of fields behind it. I mean, like when you look out the back door, I mean it's just fields. So and they said that there was um some Indian burials out there too, I think. So, a lot of, a lot of so energy. So there's spirit. lots of energy there, but How that was evil. How did you stay there? Until I, gra I mean, I stayed there for about a year, a little over a year. <laughs> and then my brother moved in and finished his school and he came at the end and nothing ever happened when he was there. I guess he was the protector in there or something, but he never did. But my, I never saw my grandmother again. It was only in that house. So I don't know if they get to a place and that's where they stay. You know, some yeah. people say that once they come, that's where they are until whenever. So because I never saw her again after that, but she said, you're going to be okay. Maybe she meant you're going to survive. I'm going to look after you. I don't know. But that, I never felt so much evil. Yeah. And, and with my grandmother, it was just more, it scared me when I first saw her and the things that were happening, but it was more of a, a peaceful. It wasn't like, oh, I'm scared out of my wits. It was just more like, okay, okay, she's just coming to visit. And I kind of got excited because I was really close to her. But I said when I moved, I never, she never reappeared. And then the evil happened. And then when I left there, I've never had another encounter ever. That's interesting. So I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the places. And that is definitely a place. I'd love to go back and see if anybody who lived there after me yeah. had any kind of experience in that house. Mm -hmm. In oh, that condo. Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 
but it was crazy. I'll bet. Appreciate crazy. you sharing that, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm all about it. Oh, one other thing did happen. Yeah, I did have an encounter. Oscar's, um, my husband's father had passed. And it was about two years later, I guess, maybe. And I saw him standing in our kitchen. I mean, full body with the same glow and the young look like my grandmother. I mean, it was like a younger. It's not what he looked like when he passed away. So both of those looked young again. Oh, it was yeah. like they were renewed in their in their body or something. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah. How did Oscar but, take that news? Um, I tried to explain that to him, and he said, I don't hear it, I don't hear it, blah, 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 you know, covered his ears. I'm like, no, no, no. I can see him doing that, too. No, he, he wants no part of it. He doesn't want to listen to my stories. He thinks I have spirits with me, and I'm going to release them wherever I am, and he just he does not want to hear it. He is not about it. Yeah. And I told him, I said, well, it's not that I Oh, come spirits, come be with me. I said, it's just something that happens. I don't know if it's just where you are, if somebody connects with you. I said, because I was so super close to my grandmother, and yeah. I didn't ever have anybody else, family members that have passed, do that. So it's not like I have some kind of special power, I don't think. But, I mean, it just happens. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's fascinating. So thanks, that, thanks for coming by and sharing yes, that with us. Yes, that's my story. I love all this, and I can't wait to hear all the other stories. We got some good ones. We got some good ones. Stay tuned for Johnny Pace's Ouija board story. Oh, I can't wait. It's long, but it's worth it. I'm going by my dad's, and I'm going to get the Ouija board that we had growing up because it's still there, and I'm going to take it home to Oscar. Oh, I'll just pull it out pictures, on the bed. Look, I'll just pull it out on the bed when he's there and just start doing something. Yeah, let me see how that goes. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> Maybe I'll record that. That's right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Heather. Thank you. This is uh, um, back in 1990. Uh, went to college in 1989, and uh, right after Christmas break, we got back. Living in the dorm in Mississippi State, and by that, by halfway through the year, you kind of know everybody on the hall. So when you get back from Christmas, you're seeing everybody. You made friends with everybody now. And we were in Smith Hall at Mississippi State. We kind of knew everybody, at least first names. So we're all getting along. Everybody's having a good time. And somebody uh, had brought in a Ouija board. And, it's, and it wasn't like a sophisticated. It was a little Mattel thing they used to sell at Toys R Us, that, that Ouija board. So anyway, they brought it in, and uh, uh, folks have been messing with it. And I'd seen the movie which board and all that kind of stuff and I was like okay and I had a roommate he and I grew up together and uh, he wasn't they went to church together and stuff and he didn't want to mess with it at all so we went down to one of the rooms where they were playing with the board I say playing in quotes but uh, they uh, um, there was two guys in the middle of the room um, on the board as they say had their hands touching the little thing that slides over the letters and the numbers and stuff and there was about 12 guys in this little dorm room, and we're standing at the doorway. And my buddy is, is kind of outside the doorway more than I am. He's about a foot shorter than me, too. So, so I'm looking over by into the room, and they're asking the questions and testing it, because and, 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 it'll spell out the answers a little bit at a time. Um, so anyway, we're sitting there. I knew, And some of the guys are from Kentucky, some of them from Louisiana, a lot of guys from Mississippi, that kind of thing. But he and I were the only two that knew each other before we actually got to that to the hall that year. 
we're sitting there and and these two guys are on the board and like i don't know i think it's fake or whatever it's like okay what's johnny's mother's first name and the guy that asked i don't think knew my last name what's johnny's mother's first name now the only person there would have known that is my buddy who's behind me and uh he would have said virginia that's what she goes by but her name is mary virginia and that little board spelled out mary oh wow and he looked at me and i looked back at him and we were like hmm so i was i'm a little bit more to the macabre stuff than he is he was he was done he just went back to the room <laughs> our, to our our dorm room and i, I was, I was kind of intrigued i said okay this is different because i'd never messed with one before anyway it went on and we kind of got hooked on that thing for about a week and a half we went as far as to uh there was a group of us we would take we took it out to the cemetery in starville and uh there's about six or seven of us and we went up to this uh we tried to find a tombstone where there wasn't anything on one side so nobody that was with us would know anything about what was on the other side so we took it out there put it right on top of that tombstone nobody went to the other side didn't even look at it and uh, so when we asked it all these questions when you were born when you die all the stuff we could answer from the tombstone how did you die? It was like cancer with the answer we got and all this stuff. So then after, and then we had some, we had a girl that was with us. She was writing all this stuff down. So we, okay, we got to remember this. So we went around to the other side and it got it all right. Wow. All of it. Oh, date geez. of birth, date of death. I mean, we couldn't tell if we died of cancer or not, but the name, and it was just a weird name, weird spelling or whatever. And we were like, okay. So I'm, and I grew up religious. Okay. And uh, so this is a little, I'm uneasy but intrigued because I don't like the macabre stuff. I like all that horror stuff. I always have. Anyway, Halloween's my favorite holiday. And uh, so we're, we're and, and like I said, we're kind of hooked in this thing now. So we're, okay. One thing that the board was doing, I say the board was doing, um, the other folks that were messing with the board, they would get tired of it and hand it off to somebody else. I'm like, why? Because the the... And you've seen the boards. they got the letters kind of in a half moon over the top and the numbers across the bottom. And sometimes it'd be like a figure eight kind of shaped as a little thing. Which the, I don't know what the thing is called. It's got the little window. You the look Oracle. Through. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know. I couldn't remember. <laughs> anyway, so it, it, and it would slide either a figure eight king or it would just like sweep through the letters and sweep through the numbers. And this one, it kept going to go through the numbers and or through the numbers and through the letters. And it would go pretty fast. But after people started asking it questions, it would start, it would it would go over to the A and to the X and the A and X and it'd speed up and go A, X, A, X, A, X, A, X. And then it'd slide off the board and it was through and they couldn't get anybody to, to answer them anymore when they were trying to get on the board. So they would get frustrated with it and hand it off to somebody else. So it got handed to us and we're looking around this thing. And... Uh, one night, we got on the board. i tell you how hooked we were. We got on the board at, at 10 o'clock one night, and we were on it until 6 the next morning. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, well, I mean, when, when it's spelling out one word at a time, it takes a little while to get answers yeah. to all those questions. So, But uh, we were in the, the, the room that was on the end of the hall, which was a little bit bigger than everybody else's room, just because it was on the end. And uh, to kind of give you a setup in there, it was, uh, uh, the door went into the hallway, of course, of the dorm. And just inside the doorway was a couch kind of on an angle. And one, uh, the guys that were on the board were sitting on the couch. 
and I was sitting behind the couch inside the doorway to the left on the bottom bunk bed. They had them, they had them stacked on top of the other. And the other guy was in there, was in the floor in front of the couch. And this is all right inside the doorway of the dorm room. On the far side of the dorm room, which was only 12 feet or 15 feet long, was a desk. And in the corner behind the desk, way away from us, was a speaker sitting on top of a milk crate. This is dorm room stuff we're talking about. And this is 1990, so the speaker's by, you know, it's like three feet tall. So, so the speaker's over there. And on top of the speaker is one of those little bitty uh, uh, alarm clocks with the little rubber stoppers on it. Just plugged in up there. And then there's an electric razor sitting right beside it on top of the speaker. And it's way on the other side of the room. And I'm telling you all that for a reason. But anyway, we're sitting there. And the two of the guys are in the room uh, with us. Are named, they're from uh, Bruce. And one of them was Bob. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, we never did see each other after that year in school. But uh, two guys from Bruce. And there's one guy from Bruce and another guy named uh, Steve. I remember Steve Hawkins' name. He was from Kentucky. <clears throat> and they were on the board. And uh, if I remember right, it was Steve. And uh, so we're all over there together watching the board and asking, watching the board and asking all these questions. And through the course of, of the evening, and, and the spirit, in quotes, that everybody was talking to, her name was Nicole. And so we're going through this thing and uh, Nicole had messed with a couple of folks that up in the room and at other nights there was one night in particular there's a guy named Rob from Kentucky and uh, uh, the guys on the board were asking questions and we say is there anybody in the room that you know and she spelled out Rob got his attention because he's not on the board at the time he's like well <clears throat> how do you uh, say well what color is your hair black and Rob said, ask her if it's long or short. Long. He, he's starting to sweat a little bit. I'm like, what's going on? So he said, uh, ask her how she knows me. And it spelled out dream. So we're freaking out a little bit because he's freaking out a little bit. And they flipped a the little oracle thing over because you're supposed to do that or whatever difference that makes. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. And we're like, Rob, uh, what's going on? He said, well, I've been having a dream for about three weeks. And just not every night, but a recurring dream about, you know, uh, through about three weeks. And I'm sitting in a Mississippi State ball game in the bleachers on down the left field line. And beautiful day for baseball, watching the game. I'm sitting there, and I look over to my left, and there's a beautiful girl sitting there with long black hair. And she looks at me, and I look over at her, and we lean in, and we kiss. And the dream ends. So... He's freaking out. And we're like, this is cool. Okay. And uh, so the night that we're sitting in there talking to Nicole in this room, in that little dorm room with those guys from Bruce, we're talking to Nicole. And, uh, or whoever that is, was sitting Nicole. And uh, the, it took us a long time to get to this, but the gist of the story is Nicole said that, we said, you know, how did you die? She said, I was murdered. Oh, do you know who killed you? Yes. Who? And she spelled out this name. It's a German name, really long name. And one of the guys from Bruce that wasn't on the board went, whoa. And they're like, what are you talking about? And and he was the one on the floor in front of the couch. He's like, uh, I know somebody by that name. <laughs> and and uh, we're like, Nicole, is this the, is the folks that, that you know, Bob, which one is, is it, that he knows? Yes. 
So we flipped over the little Oracle thing. Okay, what's going on? He said, there's this old couple. That, he said, they're like 90-something years old, and they live down the road from, I mean, he's talking like three or four houses down from him in Bruce. And uh, so we started talking to Nicole again, and what she says is uh, they murdered her. I said, well, how? Poison. They poisoned you. Yeah, so I, I don't know if we got into why or whatever, but she said her plan was, she said that Rob, who she knew from Kentucky, um, the guy from Kentucky, he's going to meet a girl, blonde-headed girl, and going to marry her. And when they're at the altar, Nicole said, I'm going to possess that girl. And I'm going to, and they're going to be living somewhere in the Northeast. I mean, she got it down to that much. She's going to get in a car and drive down to Bruce, Mississippi, and murder this old couple with an A-X-A-X-A-X-A-X-A-X-A-X. And it just went off the board, and we were like, Oh, wow. That's and tough. about that time, we heard a bang from the other end of the, from the other end of the room down back there where the desk and stuff was. I mean, like, boom, we're like, whoa, and we cleared the room. And just to let you know, we were hooked on this thing. We took the board with us when we cleared the room. I jumped the couch, and we were gone. We went to Steve's room and sat down and locked the door like we thought that was going to do something. <laughs> yeah, really. We sat down on the floor, and there... Put the board up there. Okay. All right. And we started working on the thing again. I don't remember which one, of, which two of us were on the board. You're supposed to have two at a time. That's the rules, according to the movie. So we're sitting there, and okay, what was that? And it spelled out Razor. We're like, okay. So we flipped the little thing over, and we go back to the other room cautiously. We walk in, and on the other end of the room by the desk, over where the speaker was I was telling you about, the razor that was on top of the speaker is now standing up, leaned up, up on the front of the speaker on top of the milk crate that the speaker's sitting on, like right in the front of the speaker. And that little clock, their alarm clock that was on top of the speaker is now at its cord length against the desk on the floor. So we're thinking the bang was the little clock hitting the desk and then hitting the floor. Yeah. But there wasn't anybody over there. We were only four in the room. So we go back to Steve's room. But we didn't want to be in that room anymore. And we got back down on the thing. We're like, uh, was that you? And Nicole said, yes. And we said, why did you do that? And it spelled out, joke. And if you're not on the board, you're not supposed to be able to talk to the spirit or whatever. Guy that wasn't on the board, excuse my language here, so there was a joke. She spelled out joke. He said, bitch. And it went to yes. All righty then. But this is what got me about the Ouija board thing is that while Nicole was on this thing, we would touch it like you're, like you're touching the, the hair on your arm with like the tip of your finger and that's it like you're trying to touch a feather yeah. without making it move we would touch it like that and it's still going 90 miles an hour around this thing actually the, the the guy that was on the board with me a couple of times i'd get him to touch it that way just with one finger just barely touching the thing and i would put my hand against the side of the oracle to try and slow it down and i could not slow it down that was the only thing touching it was him touching it like you're touching the hair on the back of your hand and my hand on the side and it was pushing my hand so we were flipping out. And like, so that's the night we were on it for so long. And this is over a culmination of a week and a half or whatever. But, but uh, anyway, we, 
gun all that story and then he kind of he had to get away from it for a day or two went back to it got back in that room again uh where the with couch and stuff where stuff was flying across the room we got in there and we got on the board and whereas when the code was on it it was sweep the numbers and letters real fast shoo, 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 shoo. this time we got on it says anybody there and the little thing started moving like it was trembling real slow it go kind of through the numbers and kind of on the bottom i mean through the letters and kind of on the bottom through the numbers just trembling we're like uh, okay nicole is this you and it went up to no well what's your name and it's been out alice okay are you afraid and it went to yes so, well, what are you afraid of? And it's spelled out, Nicole. Hmm. So then we asked Alice, why are you afraid of Nicole? And it was trembling. I mean, like it was just shaking. And it went over to the S and then to the A and then the T and back to the A. And it was trembling going over towards the end. And right before it got to the end, it stopped. And at that point, I was out. That was the extent of my, uh, that was the extent of my Ouija board experience. Because I was, I told the guys, I said, look, y'all, I, uh, I've seen scripture where it talks about avoid talking to the dead. <laughs> Didn't say you can't. Just uh, avoid it. And uh, I don't know what it was we were talking to or who it was we were talking to, but uh, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore, not through this thing. And uh, so we, we passed it on. They messed with it for another day or two, and they passed it on to somebody else, and they took it up to the second. It was a two-story dorm. Somebody took it up to the second second floor, and, and uh, they talked about some weird stuff happening up there. I was like, y'all, I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you were completely finished. I'm through. Mattel made this thing, and I'm, you know, it's like, okay. And I don't, I'm, I don't want one in my house. I won't let one on my property. There was a, uh, uh, wasn't long after we bought the house in Batesville, there was a girl from church. They were, we were having a girls' night over, a girls' night over, to spend the night party with some of the teenager stuff in the youth group. And uh, we're going to bring a Ouija board over here. And said, no, you're not. No, I ain't having it in my house. I'll leave it in the car. I said, no, it ain't on my property. <laughs> you can't have it on my property. And she was like, oh, and then I told her what happened at the state and then Nicole and it's spelling out, you know, it could have been Satan or whatever. And she's like, oh, so I don't. <clears throat> you were serious. That no. Time. Yeah. Still to this day. You guys, my wife, I don't, I don't mess with them at all. Because, I mean, and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, if it's really something there, then that's because that's, there's a spiritual world that's going on around us. Because even Bible talks about there, you've entertained angels unbeknownst. So there's, they're out there, and Satan has power here. So whatever he can do, I don't know what, what he can do here and what he can't do here. I just know I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, and it's, I, I still like the macabre. I still like scaring folks, Halloween, all that kind of stuff. I like to be scared and horror, I like all that. But uh, you get down to the brass tacks, and it's like, no, I don't want one thing in my house. Well, you're talking about a direct doorway into yeah, something you yeah. probably wouldn't be a part of. Well, and we were inviting. I mean, 
when we did the thing in the room, we had uh, we had the score to Halloween Five going on the stereo. Well, we had a revolving out. light in there with a mask <laughs> over and a light on it. Yeah, we we were we were all inviting. Please come in and talk to us, and uh, and they did. And we were like, mm-hmm. there was a I got a cousin uh, from Winona. She and a friend of hers, that friend of hers, they they uh, were in an old house. I don't remember exactly how they came apart. If it was in the house. And they found it or what, but they had like an old wooden Ouija board with the the oracle that had the crystal in it and the and the, the brush tips and stuff. And they had that and they messed with it from time to time. And they found out some stuff on that that they that she would not talk to me about. <clears throat> we had a we were in the same class. We were cousins. We were in the same class in school. And uh, last reunion we had, which was years ago, uh, came up then. And she still wouldn't talk about it. Wow. She's like, no. They broke it in half and burned it. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. <laughs> it's a very interesting little thing. I mean, the guy who sits in that chair when we do Ripping the Night, Jason. Yeah. We were, we we had another one. We did our last Ripping the Night, which was last Friday. We didn't get to do it last night. But yeah. last Friday night when we had it, we were supposed to talk about something totally different. We had all these haunting stories we wanted to talk about. We were going to mm-hmm. read these stories on there. And kind of like what we're doing tonight on Halloween, but. We were just going to do that then. Yeah. And so I don't know how it got brought up. I need to go back and listen to the episode, really. But uh, the Ouija board got brought up. Well, Jason is a minister. All right. So he does a lot of sermons and stuff yeah. every now and then. But Jason's mm-hmm. one of these. He's very open to everything, though. Right. He's not He's not one of these guys who's a minister, so nothing else can possibly. He's very open to all the possibilities. Yeah. So we were talking about it. He's like, he, he can't even stand to talk about it. Mm. So... My other co-host, Kevin Cruz, who used to do radio in Memphis yeah, forever. Okay. So Kevin's sitting there, and we just start giving Jason the hardest time <laughs> about this Ouija board thing. I mean, we do nonstop. It's nonstop. It's just to the point where you can't even help it. But the look yeah. on his face every time you talk about it, I was like, you know what we could do? Mm. We could actually get somebody to draw us a Ouija board up underneath our studio table right here. Mm. I said, and Jason would never know. He was in that whole time we're doing this on Friday night. You just see the thoughts start turning in his head, right? <laughs> that, that, oh, you guys are too much. I know y'all are just playing like Jason. Who's playing? Yeah. It could really happen. You yeah. never know. But I've had my own experiences with them that were just freaky. Yeah. Of course, when you're playing with a Ouija board in a trailer park, a whole lot of bad things can go wrong at one time, right? So, but we've had it where I've seen it where it's flipped off the board on its own. Yeah. To where mm-hmm. the board itself is laying flat on a table. The edges aren't over the edge of the table. Right. The board's flat. And the hands are on top of it. And the board, you know, flips off and the oracle spins. I mean, it's I've seen some crazy stuff with the Ouija board. Yeah. I haven't messed with one since I was 17, so 30 years ago, I mm-hmm. guess. There, yeah. there, there, there's a spiritual realm, and um, people try to mess with it. And we are not, I mean, we are spirits, we are souls, and uh, there's a spiritual realm there that we can't really see. And uh, people try to mess with it, and um, I know that sometimes it messes back. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And there's a, actually you're opening a door right there, and we can't see the door, we can't see what's coming through the door, but uh, there's, there's something there, and I just, 
I don't mess with it anymore. Like yeah. I said, I still do the haunted house stuff. I like to do that. And we'll, we're going to haunt, uh, uh, we're, we do, we're doing the haunt, uh, my mother-in-law's house, you know, tonight for Halloween. Just have a good oh, time yeah. with trick-or-treaters and scare them and all that kind of stuff. I'd love all that. Because when I was growing up, those are the houses I remember are the houses that scared sure. me. That kind of, so that's the man. We did that when we first bought our house. We don't have trick-or-treaters down our street anymore. So we'll go out. She lives close to a cemetery. So we'll go out there and, and uh, do that and have a good time and scare the trick-or-treaters and might even get a couple bags of candy dropped <laughs> when they're running away but uh and that's all that's all in fun but uh, as far as when it's serious stuff i mean you're playing with something that you really don't know what you're playing with it's like playing with fire but you can't see the fire that's right and, yeah. and they'll get you burned absolutely it, and it it, it, it uh, singed me a little bit and i was uh, okay y'all can have it from here see ya <laughs> that was more than i wanted Are Ouija boards a tool of the devil? Do they lead to obsession and drive their users insane? Or are they simply harmless toys that somehow pick up on brainwaves to subconsciously move the planchette in the same way that we start singing a song seconds before it plays on the radio? Whatever the explanation, the controversy surrounding these witch boards will continue to stir passionate debate. Until next time, be prepared to follow us through the black door in our search for myths and mystery.